Welcome to the Shoot the Breeze podcast with your host Vinny, Rob and Nello. This podcast contains strong language throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 60 of the Shoot the Breeze podcast. It's our second attempt to try to start the podcast. <laughs> but uh, sure, we're here. Um, so yeah, how's everybody doing? How's their week been going? Is, is, that, is all good? Is all I'm all good, buddy. I had yeah. a very quiet weekend. Just chilled yeah. out. I did on Friday. I had an awful tourist, as you know, as you know. Yeah. I rang you. Yeah. <laughs> and I drove around, literally, he the drove surrounds around. of Ashburn, looking for a little pub that might have a window where you could hope, you know, just out onto <laughs> picnic benches. Couldn't find one. Yeah. So the pubs they're opening though. Is it this weekend? It's no, n- it's this Monday. The tw- Monday it's if they don't, f- like, they yeah. might, they might push it back. Yeah. They might. We they got, might start um, fucking around. We. I went for a hike. I'm getting real fit, real fit these days, lads. I was out cycling every day last week, and now I went on a hike on Saturday. Oh, up to Carnford, got fucking it. lost. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it's not well signposted in Carnford. I don't know if any of you've ever hiked there before. I know yeah. our mates yeah. hiked there, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we we went. Uh, yeah, we went it's on a, a like a hike. weekend away there, nice. or like yeah, two two nights away, and we mm. went for a hike the first day. Yeah, I can't remember. We tried to follow the blue line and uh didn't we and just kept on going like until we couldn't there was nowhere higher than us <laughs> yeah and they were like right okay and then it took us like whatever it took us like 40 minutes to an hour to get up there it mm. took us like nearly an hour and a half to try to get down because we could there was no we like we we're like which way which yeah, way do so we go <laughs> my arse is in bits basically oh you came on slipping no but no the bike fucks up your arse for the first couple of times you the, yeah and it's been it's been good though i feel great but it's just new. I feel active. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> For the you're, first time in a long you're, time. You're working parts of your body that you... Have not worked in years. Have not. <laughs> in I had years. no idea. I had muscles there. <laughs> My quads are like, hello, we're here. <clears throat> that's but good, yeah, no, man. It's all good. It's going well. It's good. So you're getting, all, you're getting all fit. Uh, I had a pretty quiet weekend as well. <clears throat> I cooked uh, a, a brisket on Sunday yeah, or Saturday. Bastard and uh, it went for my first attempt i um delighted how was the seasoning yeah no so so there's this guy called franklin barbecue he owns a barbecue place in texas um he did an episode of the chef show and uh with john favreau and he it's like a really famous kind of barbecue but his rub that he just does is just salt and pepper like he's, he's not into doing like KN he does it in the doing, big I want to make one of the shakers he does it in the big kind of shaker and just yeah mixes he just mixes in, like just, like yeah. kosher salt or, or regular fucking mm. sea salt for you and me uh, and just ground black pepper like you know but that and he has it in some sort of a thing and just basically shakes it off so I just kind of did that just kind of ground up a whole lot of salt and pepper on, on in a bowl and then just kind of shook it over and cooked it for like eight hours or so and it was yeah i was more pleased that i was able to like have the temperature solid like you know uh sorry listen yeah, just, uh, i had that in silence <laughs> unbelievable i had it on silence anyway back to uh, really you didn't yeah no I, I was just more happy that i was able to maintain the temperature in my in my smoker like you know that yeah. that's because that's the kind of big thing because the way my like charcoal egg if anybody knows what a big green egg smoker is that's what i have and it's like once you kind of start it you can't really refuel it like you can't put more like coal or timber in on top of it because you have to like take everything out you have to take like the grate out take whatever meat you're cooking to get to the bottom 
which is where all the where so all the like, keep it at. so you so basically you have to like fill it up loads at the start and hope that that's enough to do you for the whole cook like you know yeah and uh because he, he, the franklin guy uses like a an offset smoke burner this is very boring to people <laughs> that don't like barbecue food if you watch the chef <clears> show though you'll see his massive yeah. fucking so burns. he has he has like an offset one that you can that you've got access to the smoke box the whole time you can constantly be feeding it with, with wood and whatever mm. so uh so that was the only kind of slight difference but it worked out just as well i think it might it was probably not as smoky like as what he has it but what was delish it was is there any left that there's a small bit left it's probably in the fridge now I, I, I don't know if I'd even need it now at this stage like it'd probably be alright I'm sure it'll be fine yeah yeah, I had, <laughs> yeah it, it'll be tough now it's tough as they'll boot now at this stage because it was yeah. cooked on Saturday so it's what oh Tuesday yeah fair now, enough so yeah so. probably wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't best represent my cooking skills yeah so we did that and then it was just baking my usual sourdough loaves on, on the weekend like, I kind of bake kind of on do you have all your obviously you have all the starter and stuff yeah, no, so I got a starter off a mate of ours like two months ago, three months ago it's now. It's tough work keeping that thing going. It is. The past couple of weeks now I've started to like feed it because I was for the first like month I was feeding it every day and you run through some of the flour. Yeah. Oh, so, it's fl- flour and water. Flour and water. It? That's yeah, all it is. Sarah's but but you run through, like let's say you've got 150 grams of starter. Like you need to add 150 grams of flour and 150 grams of water. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. So every one, day. One, 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 one. It yeah, has yeah. to double, basically, oh. every Yeah. So then, like, so so then that goes up to, so that goes up to 450. So then you pour, you basically bin, you pour out 300 grams to bring it back down to 150 and then add in another 150 grams. Because basically the starter, the enzymes eat all the sugar and in the flour, basically. So and how much do you need for a... A loaf. Uh, so the recipe, because there's varying degrees of recipes. The one I use, I use is 150 grams of of starter and so you, 500 I, grams of flour. I don't get why you're throwing it out. Yeah, because because it, basically every day, because you have to keep feeding it, because it runs but, out of sugars. It runs like after it eats essentially all the protein and sugars in the flour. You need to give it more protein and sugars, so you need to give it more flour. So if you, he could also give it to, like. A lot of people just throw it out because they're not. He could give it to you, and then you could start your starter. Am yeah. I right with that? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. So if you're running a bakery, you never kind of run out of it because it's constantly adding to your next sourdough loaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. But the, but the if only you're doing thing, at home, it's like, yeah. The only thing is like when you're pouring it out to feed it, it's not very active. So I wouldn't bake with that. Oh yeah, you have to give. You active. know, oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I'd be giving it, I'd be giving some of that away, or trying to use it for something yeah. else. Like, so yeah. you start off with fifty grams, I say. So yeah, you double you, it to hundred grams. Yeah. Following day, you put another hundred in. Yeah. Following day, two hundred grams in. No, yeah, no. So basically, you want to keep it to like where you're actually going to use it. So, I, I keep it at around a hundred grams of starter. So a hundred, so hundred grams of like the original starter, then flour, hundred grams of flour, hundred grams of water. That brings up to 300 and then about five or six hours later after i fed it it's ready to be used for bacon so i pour out my 150 grams into the recipe and then i'm left with 150 grams so the next day when i go to feed it i pour out 50 and then i feed it with and so like, there's 100 still in there and 100 uh, more flour 100 okay. more water this is the second know? career he's planning yeah there's some people out here that have just like literally switched off the podcast being like no don't care but it's like and people are like you can just buy sourdough loaves yourself but like to buy a sourdough loaf is anywhere from like five to seven quid for a lot of little isn't it yeah but 
You know what I mean? <laughs> what, it, what is it? What's it in little? Like two quid? Or two sixty or something. Yeah. It, that's look, still more expensive than the flour it costs you. To, it's a it's a passion. It's it's more so the time, because yeah. like you get you get like a one kg thing of flour for like a fiver. That does mm. that'll you'll make like fuck I don't know seven or eight loaves out of that. Not my cup of tea anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was meant to say Carniford. It's class. Not it's it's, it's, it's like a, it's a it's great a, spot. It's a stag and hen place. I've been there for a night before and it was a great it was a fucking savage night out. But I don't know let I won't mention a pub. Okay. But let's just say it felt very, very like six months ago. Okay. We were just going in, sat at the table, went up to the bar, got your pint and walked back to your table with the pint. Yeah. Which felt foreign now. Yeah. Which was a really strange experience. The thing is, Carlingford is not that far from here. It's only up the road, like yeah. So um, it was kind of like, but it, but it, it's, it's kind of on the border between Northern Ireland, and Southern Ireland. That like, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, meh. it's this kind of like grey area because yeah. when we went, it was literally just full of hens and stags from the mm. north, like yeah. Place was wedged with them, like, and it yeah. was good. It was good crack. We had oh, good it's a fun. Deadly town. Like, did you go to like any of the event, the, like that big adventure? Well, see, we only went. Place? We only went for the day. It's one of the last thirty. It's on monday and he'd always wanted to get a hike he, had, he hadn't gone on a hike in his 30 years so he's like fuck it i want to go on a hike with mates so he went up for the day but i have been there before we done zip line in there in the event yeah. center and made a night out of it and it was a fucking great day and night out yeah great spot it is, it is a good spot yeah yeah it's uh my nephew did like an outdoor adventure management thing in college and so did one of our best mates do it as well and they kind of normally send them all up there to work during the summer. Yeah. And it's basically just, they just get stoned and <laughs> and, and drunk <laughs> and like try to not kill hens and stag dudes, <laughs> teaching them how to canoe and stuff like that and Jeez. rock climb and all this sort of shit. It like, is good. It's good fun up there. Yeah. It was, yes. it was a good laugh. Uh, Lads, have you seen the meme craze in the last two days about the cake thing? What? Have you seen it? Like what, what is a cake and what's not a cake? No. Have you seen the lad? You're into your bacon. Have you seen the lad that keeps cutting? Oh yeah, things like like I've that candle. He's like cuts the candle yeah. into cake, toilet roll, and all. Yeah. yeah, but the internet has taken it now, and it's like they're changing all the "I'm not a robot" things to "I'm not a cake." Right. Okay. And it's like I was just I got suspicious of my brother the other day, and I wanted to just check and see if he was a cake. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's very very funny. It well, doesn't sound very funny. It is though. There's lads trying to cut toilet rolls because you'd think it's going to be a cake video and it's just a toilet roll that he's trying to cut with right, the cake. Right, okay. Just very stupid funny. If anyone said a bit of relief. Yeah, see. A bit of fun relief. I remember watching some of those like video illusion things and like the editing was really bad in it so you can see where the video was chopped like where it was edited really yeah know? yeah so because he's actually holding a glass of water puts it down and then you can see the fucking, where it turns into an actual where, cake where they've placed a cake <laughs> to fucking make it look and now whoever's decorating the cakes is very good because they look exactly yeah, like what he just like, put it's down it's like the Simpsons fan page is taking it now and rolling it as in like you know yeah. are you a cake yeah all that kind of shit see all them Simpsons fan page and everything like that I've just you're done last week I had a bit of a cull and I just went through Anything that was all that <laughs> bullshit is gone now. Every, every That's someone, the only reason I have Facebook. It's just yeah. for swaps and work and to look at funny stupid shit on the Simpsons fan page. Yeah, the only thing I really look at on Facebook is like lads playing Call of Duty. You just watch them playing it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there's two lads in particular that like I watch. And it's basically just to get like tips and mm. like strategic Cheating. things. And No, 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 because <laughs> like, they're, like they're all completely all anti like cheaters and stuff like that. And like, you know, 
Uh, but then they're helping other people cheat. No, no, they're not. They're just giving you like tips on what, strategy what and stuff what like thrills. that. Yeah, what on like strategy and then showing you their <laughs> setups for guns and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll give that a shot and see. You know, it's meant to be class. And then you just realize that these guys are professionals and that's where they're class. It's not the gun. Like, that they're <laughs> yeah, I'm so like, far. That's, ah, like, that's, like me with, that's like me when I'm watching lads who edit videos on YouTube. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I've done all the stuff you've done, but it does not look the or same. Indian lads on Excel on YouTube unbelievable on XL them lads are flat out is that <laughs> is, is that a thing yeah, well whenever you put in how to do something on Excel, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah it's always an Indian fella and they're all shit hot yeah yeah well it's true like Jay does a lot for his stuff if we're, if we're stuck on things and like on in in a certain program be Ableton or yeah. like Pro Tools or Logic or something like that and quick little video and then you think okay guys today uh, we're going to show you uh, how to, uh, <laughs> and there's something really fucking specific I love that on some level somewhere in the world there's a fella who has no idea that at a moment when he was recording the last album yeah, his watched, solution like, yeah, yeah, helped yeah. fix something on a track like I know yeah yeah and he's just never going to know yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> imagine he was a big fan of yours as well that'd be hilarious yeah that, that would be guys um <laughs> So yeah, uh, sport is nearly coming to an end. Football season is nearly coming to an end, is it? Nearly getting there. There's some good things, you know. Where it's it's starting to be funny as a Liverpool fan watching watching United fans act yeah. like Liverpool fans. I'm still in the last man standing. Yes, you yeah, are actually. Oh, you and one of the other lads. Yeah, like, boy. Yeah, yeah. You backed a Although, bit of a, a bit of a know, yeah, dodgy I horse I this week. Today. I had no choice. Oh really? <laughs> I had no choice. But yeah. the football's nearly finished. Formula One's back. At, Back at it, like so we're only, two, only two in, two and in. they've added two more races. Yeah, Tuscany is one of them. Yeah, Tusc- the, so is that, it, that's a new. Is yeah, that a new new it's a Ferrari-owned circuit. Interesting. Uh, and I think it's a Ferrari test track because it's not the one at Maranello, but it's another yeah. test yeah. track that Ferrari own. Hamilton won this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon that's because he had two looks at the same track, and he was just like, "I have this down now." No, within two weeks. The, the Saturday for qualifying, you wanted the yeah, rain. Yeah, the rain was something else. Yeah, man. it was terrifying. Yeah, like, why would you want to be driving a car around that? And like it, was like yeah, I can like driving in rain on the motorway doing like 120 is scary. Enough. But you have window wipers. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> you have, around, you have wind- corners. That's what I'm saying. You have window inside. wipers, but if you're going around a corner, like, and your arse is on the ground, and there's no wipers, and you're going at like 230 kilometers around a corner, and you're just like, I can't fucking see. <laughs> I can only imagine hell. Them boys can nearly. You'd do want to have balls f- like Bengali tigers. <laughs> Them boys can nearly do that shit with their fucking eyes closed. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, it was it was good. The two Ferraris were fucking out of the race in the first five laps. They, yeah. they crashed into each other. They're having an awful time. But- yeah but it it was good like last week's race was much better but yeah uh, and what do you think the, the weather cleared up something nice anyway so like yeah. everybody was on slicks again and on the, the soft the, and medium compound the thing about the sport is like we're gonna have rugby coming back soon rugby's coming back in September. champions league is coming is will be played soon like there's there's no real break now we're not yeah, doing yeah. yeah perfect and then the premier league starts again like yeah eight weeks it's after great. finishes and the here, nba so, is starting in the states how how the fuck that's gonna happen oh in florida <laughs> it's just like cases being d- reported every day it's so many cases reported every day what? And like then they 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 keep having they keep breaking their own records for the amount of cases that yeah. they've had in a day one of the players got banned and told to self-isolate because he they have that postmates in the states yeah. where you get to it's like delivery, it's or, like delivery yeah. or just eat and um they got a postmates delivered to the hotel because they were like fuck this food i'm not eating it and he got banned he was like told to go and self-isolate because you're not supposed to be in contact with anybody outside the hotel 
But could he not like leave the postmates there? Yeah, yeah they, the apparently, whatever. Conflict. Apparently, they weren't allowed to leave it at the lobby, and he was like, "Well, fuck this! I'm just gonna go down and get it." Right. Okay. Went down to get it, and then oh, the league were like, "Nah, it's his own fault." Man City are they've they've got away with it. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! No, no financial fair play there at all. Ten million fine. The Arabs are just like, take it. Yeah. Ten million. No bother. Here's ten million just for your troubles as well. That's like taking a tenner off me. Yeah. Like here's ten ten million quid fine. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. It makes the league really really interesting next year though as well. Don't. Anybody who breaks the rules now will just be like, well, City done it and they only yeah, got a fine. Yeah, but they're going to be like, well, you didn't give us loads of money. Yeah. So you're true. going to get your ban. End of story. 10 million's worth it. It's, I don't know. Obviously, obviously the, the, the varying kind of details involved in the things are, are, are so different. But like Barca have got handed down transfer bans. Chelsea got handed down a transfer ban. Juve. Juve. Yeah. City are just like, yeah yeah it's a joke man but it changes the, the landscape now for the next year in the league because and fifth place fifth place oh, in yes. the premier league was supposed to go to europe but now it's no not. no it won't be so so that's the, the only interesting thing in football at the moment that a championship race for to win it because leeds i don't know what score the match was we're recording this on a tuesday a tuesday so when this comes out leeds will be playing tomorrow wednesday evening but my dad is a massive leeds fan you're gonna watch and him. Ah, uh, yeah, well, tomorrow evening, I might not be around to watch him. But still, it will mean he's he's got to retire, watch Liverpool win the league, and possibly watch Leeds go to the Premier League all in, all in the space of a month. It's a pretty good month. Yeah, it's... Because, uh, like, uh, I just heard... I Like, I didn't really hear what kind of what was going on, and then I heard, like, oh, yeah, this shit is happening. Uh, they've, like, you know, financial fair play and, yeah. like, and all this. And I was like, oh, grand. And then they're going to get fined. Or not. They're, was it they're not allowed to play in the Premier Champions League, League, Champions League next year or for, for two, two years. years? Yeah, two yeah. years. And I was like, fuck, geez, that's going to that's gonna hurt them. And then yesterday it's like, nah. <laughs> Did you see all the Paddy Power stuff? It was like a, a briefcase. And it was like, oh, no, it was actually a cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see? See, you're getting that. Yeah, you just didn't know you were but getting that. That was funny, not the kind of bullshit you were talking about. I don't know until you see them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's I don't know, sure, because we, we don't really have that sort of shit like uh, in rugby. Well, apart from uh, Sarri's, like, oh, yeah, but they Tulangi just signed for Saris, but didn't no, they actually... he signed for Sale Shark. He oh. left, he left Saris, oh, but okay. they did actually. Yeah, they in went rugby, through. They were like, "You're getting fucking points they, deducted." End they of story. Battered Saracens. Yeah, they, uh, they, they actually, uh, Saris actually properly did get like it, sanctions imposed on them and stuff yeah. like that. But they were like f- f- uh, blatantly breaking the rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they were just paying other people, <laughs> paying their players' wages in buying houses yeah, for yeah. them <laughs> under their <laughs> wives' names and yeah, shit but, like that. Yeah, but like he's paying tax on his three grand a week, but like his fucking 500 grand house. What's all that about? Yeah. Unbelievable. Ah, uh, uh, look, who knows? City done some, something was done like... Yeah. 10 million? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a fucking joke, isn't it? Yeah. Joke. Uh, any other sport that's happening? Not that I can, not at the top of your head. I, was, I didn't watch UFC, Masvidal and... Neither did I. It was meh, meh, meh. No, I didn't watch it. I, yeah. To be honest, like, 
I've been working, so it's he's back in the seat I'm now. Back, he's, you know, yeah. he's back in the driving seat, working watching, again. Watching a good bit of fo- uh, football over the weekend, but like I've just been kind of watching bits of things on Netflix and Sky and stuff like that. You know, that's all really because I get in the evening, have a bite, eat, chill out, bed, bed, <laughs> get up, walk the dog. I'm trying to get a couple of runs in every week. It's fucking tough, man. Yeah, get on. Do you have a bike? I do have a bike, yeah. Get on it, man. Yeah, I probably it's will. fucking game-changing. I get off and I've got no pain apart from... There's a bit of a pain in my arse, but I've no pain in my legs. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you the last time I worked out and I didn't have a pain in my legs. Like, there you go. In, like, since I'm at least 13. <laughs> 13. Like, my, it's either my fucking knees and Your my knees tendon. were in bits when we were in second I year. dislocated my knee when I was 13 years of age. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that's setting you because you're too big for nature I have the cast the cast is like the size of my shin now so like I went from being like 5 foot 7 in first year to being like 6 foot 2 in second year like, Jesus Christ or whatever way that went second yeah. year to third year or something madness hilarious <laughs> just <laughs> you big big man Rob uh, he was head and shoulders above everybody even the teachers not in first year though no, I was small Every, in first year. Yeah, so. all the lads were taller than me in first year. All the, all the tall lads. And I came back in like second year and I was like, all right, lads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minions. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with Rob? <laughs> um, Grant here. I'm just going to... Uh, we're we're, we're going to... Uh, we've got to... We're going to try to get a guest on, ladies and gentlemen, in this podcast. Um, so we're, we're probably going to cut to that interview now in the next minute or two. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a bit of background, this is a good friend of ours and mine is a fella called Billy Burrs, Bill Burrs, not the comedian Bill Burr. Uh, although when I do say that, I was like, oh my God, you know Bill Burr? I'm like, no, no, other guy. <laughs> um, so but anyway, uh, Billy Burrs has been in the record industry for, fuck, longer than probably he cares to remember and that I can't remember. Uh, I have known Bill for like eight, nine years or so. Uh, he used to work for RCA um, in New York when we first signed to RCA and we went over to New York and uh, and he was basically like head of A&R uh, and like promotions with them. So he looked after radio and stuff like that and TV and print stuff uh, promo wise for us in America for the first like two years. Um, and he was a really, really good guy. We just kind of hit it off. He's uh, signed the Foo Fighters. He signed the Strokes. He signed Kings of Leon, all of these bands to RCA. Um He's a absolute legend. He's best mates with Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl, of course, signing Dave um, back in the 90s. Uh, and yeah, he's just a bit of a legend, like, you know, and he's a bit of a legend in the in the US kind of music scene. Uh, like, uh, pretty well respected. He now works for a company called The Syndicate. Uh, and we're going to get him on just to talk about uh, the music industry at the moment in during the whole kind of COVID situation in America, what it's like to work for on the kind of the promotional side of things and on the record label side of things. Uh, talk about how the fact America is kind of fucked at the moment and also what the fuck is Trump at. So, uh, yeah, hopefully if this works, uh, this is going to be our chat with Bill Burris. Uh, yeah. So what's the crack? How you been, man? Dude, everything's great. I mean, other than, you know, probably the same stuff that you guys are dealing with there. I mean, it's just crazy, you know, a whole different way of uh, whole different way of living, whole different way of everything. But yeah, I mean, we're good, you know, trying to trying to keep the business alive, you know, trying to keep the music flowing underneath. But, you know, it gets it gets harder and harder every day, as I'm sure, you know, you guys can attest to more than anyone, you know? Yeah, exactly. So like so it, in that respect, like how is um 
how was kind of working new material going for artists over there and how, how are you as like the syndicate helping yeah, or well, like what what are you what are you guys doing like with radio and tv and yeah. stuff i mean yeah i mean it's 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 you know radio still popping you know what i mean i mean records are still going on the radio and i guess you know listenership is up right now because obviously people are spending more time at home and i think that unlike what usually sometimes happens with the dsps where you would think that you know a lot of people would be at home listening to more spotify listening to more apple you know jamming more amazon it seems like a lot of people sorry i was a promoter um <laughs> uh, uh you know you, you the, i think that the radio listenership is up because it's localized do you know what yeah. I mean? You're getting local information on COVID. You're getting local information on what's happening in, you know, your, your particular part of the country. So that's really helped radio, I think, as far as listenership goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gotten extremely hard to promote records. I mean, you know, if you're not the killers and you're not, you know, the neon trees and you're not uh, 21 pilots or, you know what I mean? Pofu or somebody that's just taken off like crazy. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. You really, you, you really have to grind it out because, you know, as you guys know from your trips over here, when we've done stuff together, it's, it's, it's utilizing you guys as the artist and being able to, you know, and being able to do things with, um, you know, being able to do, being able to do things with radio and shake hands and do the meet and greets and introduce you guys to a new audience where, you know, you can do that virtually over Instagram or even over what we're doing here over zoom, but you really can't, um, you know, it, it's, it's just not the same. It's just yeah. not really the same, you yeah. know, or, or going to see you guys play at Irving Plaza. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's something real. You know what I mean? So it's quick. Just, uh, so sorry for, I, I was kind of rude. I just kind of went straight into it, but, uh, why don't you, uh, so just to, our listeners are aware. I kind of gave them a little spiel before you came on, just kind of saying who you are and what you do. Like, you know, sure. that you're this like uh, international gay icon, you know, uh, working the working the scene and all the <laughs> gay bars in New York. But uh, do you want to tell like the rest of our listeners, like who is Bill Burrs? What does what what do you do? You know, what what's your what's your kind yeah, of thing? Well, I can, I'll, I'll give you a quick I'll give you a quick little career overview. I'll just wax myself poetic here for a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll wax myself what if regardless of my sexuality. Um, uh, uh, so I started, I started out working for David Geffen in the early 90s when I was a kid, you know, so I caught the tail end of some very cool bands, you know, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses rolled into, you know, the Counting Crows and Beck and Weezer and a bunch of really cool stuff there. And then I kind of rose up the ranks there in like 1997. I, I was in Chicago at the time. I moved from uh, Chicago. I moved from Chicago to uh, New York City in 1997. And then when they closed Geffen in 1999, I went to work for uh, RCA Records, where I spent 15 years as a senior VP of uh, a rock and alternative promotion there. So everybody from the Foo Fighters to Kings of Leon to Cage the Elephant to the Strokes to um, Ray LaMontagne to, um, uh, you know, the list. I, I, there's a walk the moon. There's so many of them. Sometimes I forget. And then after about 15 years there, I was approached by um, Lior Cohen, who, you know, had, had uh, run Island Def Jam for many, many years. And yeah. um then uh, you know Lior sold out of that, and then obviously he became the the, the he became the president of um, Warner World Worldwide, and uh, so he left there and he started was starting this company called Three Hundred Entertainment. And again, um, I had been you know it, it, it was a startup which everybody thought was crazy in this day and age. Who's going to start a record company? You know what I mean? Half yeah. of them were barely making. So he approached me to come in there, and they wanted somebody that you know had had uh, new school new school views, but had a lot of the old school relationships that could still get stuff done. Which um, again, not dating myself, I do have a little of both. So yeah. um, that was that was a really fun five year run. You know, I worked with um, you know I got to do some independent. You know, obviously I worked with you guys at RCA. I got to work with you guys independently when I was um, you know at three hundred and did some of that stuff. And then um, after about five years there, musically where the company was going, you know, I have no animosity towards them. They're great. Kevin Lyles, Leo, they're all 
they're all still my friends, but where the company was going musically is not what I do. You know, I've always been a rock kind of alternative guy, my whole career kind of singer songwriter, stuff like that. And they were going very hip hop, which I understand because that's where it's at. You know what I mean? But that yeah. isn't what I do. Yeah. So I went independent for a while. so I went independent for a minute and just kind of was taking on some projects and you know working with you guys and working with some other people and then a buddy of mine named John Landman and uh, two partners had a cut this company called the Syndicate that I always loved. I always loved it when I was a kid because they were just um, all the kids that worked there were so passionate about music and they were in the streets and you know they were I thought I knew a lot about music and they'd be bringing up these bands that I'd never heard of and I'm like you know what I gotta and I and I, and I put John in business years ago like I always hired him at RCA on all of our records to college you know specialty show radio any any anywhere we'd go street teams you know for touring all that different kind of stuff and at one point we just started talking and I'm like you know we used to joke like one day I'm gonna come work for you dude. And, you know, his company is, has, has morphed into something much bigger than just a, you know, music marketing company. They deal with Taco Bell and, um, you, know, uh, you know, they have, they have their own comedy podcast, the, the uh, Laugh Button. It's basically a, 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 a comedy channel and they work with Vans and they work with, you know, just so many, so many diversified businesses that just made sense to me that I could bring all of my 25 years worth of knowledge into them. I can learn a lot from the kids and the kids can learn a lot from me. So I've been having a lot of fun there. Maybe that went on longer than it should have, but that's what I've done. No, that was, no that's awesome. And yeah, I think it's a that's, long resume. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, um, but it's it's very informative, that, and I suppose yeah, it kind of it kind of gives people an idea of uh of what you were of who you are and kind of like your um I suppose your stature in the kind of American music industry, you know. So it's so uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, and I just mean basically to clarify, and what I really did was I developed all the radio plans and developed all the promotion plans for a lot of those aforementioned artists and took the and and took them to radio and uh, you know delivered those and you know we 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 had some great successes over the course of 25 years yeah exactly yeah like he only worked with like Foo Fighters and Strokes and Kings of Leon like, just small bands, bands. just small bands people may have heard yeah, of yeah. You know? oh yeah, yeah I, I signed another little band from Kentucky called My Morning Jacket you know there's, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. there's, there's, there's a couple of them you know yeah, they, yeah people might know some of their earlier <laughs> tunes maybe I don't know you know right. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, no. So that's so that's awesome. So how so how is kind of things being like like working with the syndicate still going to radio? So you're still saying that people are still consuming a lot of radio these days, even though the kind hey, of I whole. Yeah, you know what? The music is still, you know, the, the music still ex- extremely vibrant, and I feel like I just, you know, I'm finding new bands all the time that, you know, that I'm, that, that, you know, that I'm still digging as well as just getting into some old jazz and 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 doing some other stuff. But I think the element that's really, I mean, obviously for you guys and for everybody that's hurting the industry the most is obviously, you know, not not being able to tour, because even when artists are able to tour, um, you know, what especially here in the states, what clubs are going to be left? Yeah, you know, I don't know yeah. how all these little pop shops can sustain themselves, you know, without being able to serve booze, without being able to, you know, have bands playing and stuff. And then once bands can go back out on the road, it's going to be, yeah, there's a vaccine and we can go back out even if the club can only be half full. Well, there's only so many clubs and every one of you guys that's an artist needs to get out there and make money. You're going to all want to go on the road. Everybody's going to want to go on the road at once. Where's, where's everybody going to play? Yeah. You know, I just, I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the future shakes itself out. And me, you know, I'm 50. So it's like, for me, I personally don't want to get in my car and go watch your band play from sitting inside my car. That yeah. just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, but yeah, we've got to try and figure out how, um, you know, how we do that moving forward. Because, you know, a lot of the guys like, you know, my buddy Charlie, who runs, you know, C3, who puts on Lollapalooza and puts on... Um, Austin City Limits and stuff. I mean, these guys, you know, they can be insured for everything, but the one thing they can't be insured, you know, for is a pandemic. So even if you yeah. want to put, you want to put Lollapalooza on and you're going to have 50,000 people instead of a hundred thousand people, still if 800 people get sick, you're still getting sued. So that it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's going to be very tricky how this moves forward. And um, Bill, 
just because uh, one of the reasons we were trying to get you on was obviously with 25 years experience, this isn't the first kind of thing that's popped up in the last 25 years that looks like a bit of a threat to the music industry. So do you feel like there's any kind of similarities in this or is this just something that's just so different this, and there's... You know, it was, it was I want to say what it was, you know, 15 years ago, probably, you know, when, when, when you know, Napster started or all, all the digital downloads. I mean, that was a crushing blow to the music business because a lot of the elder statesmen that were running these record companies stuck with the old brick and mortar, you know, type of work. You know what I mean? Forget about this Walkman thing. Forget about this, I, you know, this iPod. You know what I mean? It's just put more CDs in stores, put more CDs in stores. Mm-hmm. And we saw where that got us, you know, and then it took 10 years for the business to recover from that when they finally figured out how to monetize downloads and monetize, you know, monetize ringtones. And then kind of balance the business out, you know what I mean? And then the guys that, that I felt like for me, I mean, and that's, that I don't feel like is nearly going to be as crushing at, to the business as for the artists and musicians, because, you know, your guy's livelihood, yes, you make some money off streaming and no, the record companies don't, you know, pay like they used to, but you know, your bread and butter is merchandise and being on the road and doing, and, and, and doing what you guys do, you know? Mm. And that's what I think is going to be the hardest part to recover from the recorded side of things. We'll figure out a way, you know what I mean? The Spotify's will end up having to pay better and the YouTubes will have to pay better as a business can you, continues to expand and grow but it's that live element of things that I really feel like is just, is, is going to hurt so many people. And even the way the record company structure deals now, you know I mean? They want to take a piece of your merch. They want to take a piece of touring, you know, because it's not like the old days when you had to buy the album to hear the third song that you wanted to have. Now you can hear whatever you want and buy it. You know what I mean? Stream it all day long if you want, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely. Yeah. And so I guess <clears throat> like with, cause like you're, you're in New York. So that was kind of like a, kind of the epicenter uh, of the whole COVID-19 kind of crisis in mm-hmm. the States. So, so has that kind of like calmed down now a little bit? And I know it's kind of shifted to kind of more Southern States now. So yep. it was kind of New York opening up a little bit more. Well, no, you know what they, they did much like they tried to do in California, you know, and now they've, and now they've shut down California again. It's just, I think that, the, I think that they, I think, I think they reopened everything way way too quickly because i know that everyone's hurting and everybody wants to go back to work and you know and and the other biggest the other biggest problem here is so many americans are idiots (laughs) well bill i didn't want to say it okay but like you said it yeah no i mean it's just you know you look at down in florida and texas and and a lot of them are trumpster states you know and these people just don't you know they want to believe that this virus is a hoax and you know well you know when you know when there's millions of people dying it, it isn't a hoax you know what I mean? This is serious. There are people, I mean, you know, in these, these levels where they opened up in Florida and Texas and Arizona, California, and I mean, even they've been pretty tight here. You know, I, I live in Jersey City, which is literally right across, you know, literally like the sixth borough of Manhattan that they had, you know, um, and it's, it's, you know, we're still, we're still pretty tight. And you see, you know, 70% of the people wearing masks. And then you'll walk by people who just aren't, just don't give a fuck. And they just are not, they're, they're, they're not doing what, what, what we've been told to, to, to do. And I just feel like until everybody really conforms and some of these, you know, these white supremacist Americans that just don't understand that, you know, this, this, this virus is real and you need to take this, you know, serious. I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, the, 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 the EU banned Americans. I mean, you know what I mean? We can't come over. Like that's, yeah. that's crazy, but it's because mm-hmm. of all these idiots that don't follow the social distancing and are, you know, aren't participating in what seems to be working for a lot of people and keeping them healthy and having them not, you know, spread this virus. Yeah. So it's 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 scary and 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 the other thing i would think is our biggest problem here is we have a lack of leadership yeah we have a complete and utter lack of leadership i mean you know i mean it's the it's the most i i can tell you that in my you know 
I guess, what about 35 years of being smart enough to understand what politics are and understand what's going on. It's the most embarrassing time I've ever had of being an American, just the way that we must be viewed around the rest of yeah. the world. Well, see, Bill, we get loads of um, all the social media we get, and a lot of the media really is portrayed quite badly on like towards Americans. Uh, we see a lot of the Southern states and it, because bad news is what people want to see and people like, sure. they love seeing all that. But your man, the governor of New York for a while, he was getting quite a good bit of good press compared hmm. to because he was bickering with no, 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 Trump no. back and forth and stuff I, like that. And that was coming. I, like, anyone that, that fights with Trump seems to do quite well uh, around the rest no, of the world, I suppose. I, yeah, I think that Cuomo, I think the, the Governor Cuomo, who's, who's, who's Governor of New York, you know, his, his father was a legendary figure, Mario Cuomo, here, here in New York, you know, who also was, was a well-known politician. And he knew how to handle this with scaring you, but also with compassion. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've, we've got to be smart and we care about our brothers and we care about our sisters and everyone's got to take care of one another. And, um, you know, where when, you, when, 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 when Trump speaks, it's just, it's just rhetoric and it's, 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 it's government by fear. You know, yeah. and it's, he, you know, he he doesn't he doesn't adapt to the issues that are right in front of our face, and everything's just a game of cat and mouse. Yeah, no a lot of it is quite idiotic, and I I watch what he says, and I can't believe people don't pull him up on it more often, or he just dismisses it. I suppose if anybody did bring it up, but like a oh, lot yeah, of this he, stuff, is like, yeah, it's unbelievable. Just, I mean, it's the most it's it's the most unpresidential yeah. you know thing. And listen, listen, there have been plenty of crappy presidents in this country. You know, I mean, this <laughs> this one definitely takes the cake. I mean, it, it, it's, it, you yeah. know, as I said, I mean, when you've done, when you're in a situation like this with the racial tension that's in this country right now, as well as this, you know, pandemic, which who would have ever thought would have seen stuff like this. And when you don't have leadership at the top, it's really fucking scary. Yeah. And yeah. so looking forward to kind of like the, the presidential kind of race, that's like what the election is in, is it November. October or November later November. this year? So, so like, is it like are you kind of between a rock and a hard place between like picking Joe Biden or Trump, or are you just being like right? Well, Joe Biden is yeah, better no, than Trump. Like, well, yeah, we you know what it it, it kind of goes back to, to four years ago. Like, I was not a big huge fan of Hillary Clinton either. You know what I mean? But I certainly wasn't a fan of Trump. But I went with Hillary because obviously she's presidential. She's been in the White House. She's been Secretary of State. You know, she has that. She has she's she's been in those shoes. You know what I mean? Where Trump is just kind of a you know shady real estate guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who was on, who was on, yeah. Yeah. Who was on a TV show, you know, who was on a TV show. And I think that so many people that voted for him were just like, you know, America, he's a TV star. He's going to run the country. You know, yeah, exactly. he's, yeah, yeah. he's a businessman. Yeah. 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 And I think, and I think even some of the people that came out and voted for him and, and it's, and, and it's scary. And, you know, look, at least Joe Biden's been a vice president. Sometimes he's, you know, uh, he doesn't, he seems like he gets a little mixed up and he might be a little old. <laughs> But at least, but at least I know that guy will surround himself with with smart political people that that aren't yes men and that will have. Because really, I feel like maybe the most important decision that he'll make is whoever the vice president will be. Because if people are are you know you know wondering if he's competent, if not, you really have to think about if in a couple of years, if maybe he's not, this person is going to become president. So yeah, that's, yeah. Think, We're hoping uh, that there's some kind of. Well, I'm hoping from looking. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff bubbling up. And coming to the surface over there that whoever he does pick as his um vice is kind of shows representation for a lot of minorities in america because there's so much kind of stuff going on there at the moment and it's all because of what you said earlier on like there's, there's no leadership or lack 
of perceived leadership and it's just obviously all the social injustice stuff is coming to the coming to a head as well because of that there's no one to say well we'll actually fix these things or we'll work to make it better so hopefully there's some I, I'm, you'd expect it from the democrats that they would be able to muster up some kind of inclusive uh presidential one and two kind of thing or vice president president yeah, well, I think you know, as 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 Biden said, he wants to, he, you know, he 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 wants to pick a female running mate, and I think it would be amazing if he picked someone of color, just you know, what I mean, mm. to show that you know, that that this country can be unified and that you know we are one. You know what I mean? To work towards, to work towards, you know, changing these last four years that have just been terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, you don't uh, you don't give any way to Kanye West throwing his hat <laughs> into the presidential ring. You know, I feel like I don't care if Kanye says that he doesn't like Trump anymore or not. I think that's just a deflector for him to pull some more votes from Biden and get it so the electoral college here, which I also yeah, think needs. That's to what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to pull some more votes away from Biden so that it actually ends up putting putting Trump in office. I mean, Kanye West is an amazing musician. Do I think he could run our country? Uh, I'm not. I, think, I won't be. I won't be filling in that box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, Bill. I won't keep you any longer. We will have you on for like a kind of more in-depth chat. This is just more kind of intro and hopefully we'll have, sure. uh, hopefully you'll come sure back on the pod. It's, uh, it's, it's a talk to you guys, man. I'm, I'm, I miss you and I can't wait till you guys will let me back into Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be yeah, good man. to have you back over. It'd be good to have you back over for, for a couple of pints of Guinness and a couple of cigars and stuff like that. But here, listen, yes. Bill, thanks so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Uh, look after yourself. Thank Send you my best on to Karen and, and, yep, uh, same and and everybody, and we'll, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? See you yep, soon. Yeah. Same, Be safe, same, same to you guys and all your families, and uh, congratulations again there, Daddy, man. See you later. <laughs> Cheers, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, buddy. See, See you, you guys. Bye-bye. See you later. So, well, uh, if that worked, you have either been listening to us chat to Bill Burrs uh, for the past 20 minutes or so, or, or maybe longer, I'm not sure, or that didn't work, and this is just a really short podcast then. <laughs> you will be up to date on your sourdough making. Yeah. <laughs> Send us pictures of your sourdough. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully that worked. If it didn't, uh, we'll try it again um, <laughs> another time. It will but, work. Have yeah, faith. It will work. Have faith. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thank you very much for stopping by and checking out this week's episode of the Shoot the Breeze podcast. Uh, please do not forget to leave an L rating and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix from. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at the Shoot the Breeze podcast. We are on Twitter at Breeze underscore podcast. Or you can send an L email with any of your comments or suggestions for topics or queries to the Shoot the Breeze podcast at gmail.com. So guys uh, and girls, uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, thank you very much for stopping by and we'll talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye.